Hi, I'm Preacher Paul, uh, and I'm your host for the Magic in the Attic podcast, and this is our first ever episode. We're working through the kinks of recording a podcast, but we got a good conversation today. We talked about simulation theory and whether it's compatible with, with Christianity. We talked about maybe Trump being the last president, maybe. We talked about uh, whether movies about race are good for our society. And uh, we went through our favorite singer-songwriters making our singer-songwriter Mount Rushmore. So uh, it's a pretty good episode. Uh, Stay tuned to The Magic in the Attic. You never know what magic you might find. The magic in the attic is back at it again. You just chill into the rhythm and then love comes in. Right back and just have a good time. Paul, Paul, go ahead okay, and go introduce back. us, Paul. Oh my I'm goodness. so sorry, everybody. Paul. I'm like, are, are, you, are you real. recording? Yeah, I'm recording, okay. but I just feel stupid. You're you fine. Should, it's okay. Dude. You're the only one who All hasn't right, messed up yet. It's okay. <laughs> this is the Magic in the Attic podcast after an abortive first attempt at a podcast here we go again i am your host preacher paul uh midnight mark is also here with us we got jbm juicebox mcgee we got piano man we got uh red red lola lola red and uh we were having a great discussion about simulation theory and whether or not the bible supported it and we lost all that because Piano Man uh, didn't hit record. It's fine. We all Drop make mistakes. The ball. We'll, we'll eventually forgive you for this. That's right. Midnight Mark also but... listed every Queen song before their sixth album. Midnight Mark did legitimately. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That it's really, true. it's honestly, it was God's will. It was part of the simulation that we lose that because Midnight Mark did list every Queen song. <laughs> we can um, come back no, to those topics uh, in a few months. Yeah. J- um, uh, Red brought up a pass. What was the passage again, Red? So I'm actually going to read Walker's passage. Wait, can you first. can you restate can we, the question? Can we at least restate like the give question. The baseline of well, simulation. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The, the 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 question that we discussed was, um, does the Bible support simulation theory? Can we can we make uh, our our worldview as Christians work with simulation theory? So, um, yeah. Paul so, or Walker, sorry, yes. Piano Man, do you want to explain this a little yeah, bit so, to us yet so, again? Yes, sorry about that. It's my fault because I forgot to click record. But so simulation theory is the thought that as technology progresses and we can create a simulation that's very similar to our world, almost identical. um, You can't prove that we're not in a simulation because um, once once it exists, you can't prove that we're the first ones to experience it. So, um we have passages in the Bible from like Revelation 20 and Isaiah 55 that talk about new heaven and new earth. Um, and so if you have a new heaven and new earth that are created after this world is destroyed, can you um, prove that this is the first time that a new heaven and new earth have been created? And so that's the discussion that we were having. So go ahead, Redbeard. Okay, so I'll read, I'll read the three... Um the three passages to just put it in a little bit of context for us. Uh, the first one comes from Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 17. And Isaiah writes, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things, the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Uh, it goes on in verse 18, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create, for I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. So that's the that's the first passage that um, Piano Man had uh, talked about, and the second passage comes from uh, second or third, yeah, excuse me, Second Peter chapter three, and in verse um, thirteen. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Uh, keeping that in mind, we have one more, and that's from Revelation uh, 21. Um, and, oh, shoot, I lost the verse. So anyway, uh, I believe, and I'm not trying to take Preacher Paul's um, job 
But preacher, you did have a great point in our last podcast uh, that we didn't record, thanks to Piano Man. If you want to bring that up, go right go go right ahead while I look for this next verse. All right. Yeah, all I was saying is that, especially in regard to the the verse in Revelation, like anytime you have figurative language in the Bible or or, or language that's like poetic or evocative, like it's best to interpret it as simply as you can. So. I was just saying that for an ancient person, new heaven, heaven would have represented the place where people live, the earth, the ground, uh, the, uh, I mean, uh, that, that's what earth would have represented. Obviously heaven represents the sky, the expanse, everything that we don't understand. So on, on like the most basic level, it means we will have a new place to live, a new place to dwell, and there will be, um, sort of open possibility, open, um, space so to speak in this new but, did, but didn't jbm have something about the rapture just now oh yeah, but real quick i will say that 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 paul your point is 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 actually very well brought out in revelation 21 and i feel like an idiot because it's verse one go figure yeah. then i saw john speaking then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea uh, so that is is um, the verse that Paul was um, bringing to context. Anyway, yes, cool. JBM. Um, go well, ahead, I guess I, oh, go ahead. I mean, I was just asking. I, I kind of feel this is going to be really, really weird for a podcast starting in the middle of a conversation for the first topic <laughs> of all time. No, this what, is what, fine. What do I know? But I was asking if Walker's simulation theory, do they have anything to do with the rapture? Like the people who are taken from here are put onto said new earth. Yeah, no, I think that this earth is destroyed, right? So, um, I mean, I can't say no 100%, but like if this earth's destroyed, I imagine it's a totally new environment. I mean, I don't know what happens to me per se, exactly i know there are some uh passages that kind of speak towards like judging the nations and things but i um i'm not 100 percent sure i know you're with god in a sense so so you so you take all, a lot of those scriptures like literally I mean, what are we specifically from, talking from about? What I've, well, from what I from what I've gathered, the the conversations we've had, you know, here recently and in the past, that you 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 tend to take like scripture, like all scripture, as like literal, rather than like some of it can be figurative or like some of it can be vision. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I think what you know what Red is saying and what JBM is saying is that you is that this whole new earth thing doesn't mean a new physical earth, that the earth that we're on is heaven that we live in with God. And so, but you're saying that it has to be a brand new rock that is created. And then it is re-simulated number two. And that we might be simulation number 10,000. We might be simulation number 500. We might be the first one. But again, you can't assume you're the first one. Right. Real quick, since since we are re-recording, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, piano man. I, I will I'll drop it now. But since we are <laughs> kind of recording this, let me just say in the last spot, I, I I brought up the point that I believe that the Bible is a complete perfect word of God, and I don't believe it's going to be duplicated, replicated, or has it has it had something that's been um, pre it's nothing has came before it i think that that the bible is going to Besides be and the old law is, before the new law well the bible includes that i mean yeah, bible what, about, just, what about john 7 1 through 11 that nobody knows anyway came from. let's not get let's not <laughs> in, get in louise with this but i'm just saying that that would mean that if we are a simulation a that that means there's been there's been plenty of bible there's been more bibles there's been other words of god like legitimately and there will be more 
And if that's the case, then it's not the perfect. It's not the complete because there are others. You, and that's my yeah. whole point. Uh, yeah, I do, I do disagree with that because if they were for other, like literally other planets and other galaxies, then they would have nothing to do with us and it wouldn't matter to us. I, I don't think so because God. Jesus no, Christ came to die for mankind, for all of mankind. That for is man this time. But you're, you're assuming that whatever not, would exist I'm saying mankind if the, as if, a if there's life, If there's life on Andromeda, that doesn't mean that they're mankind. No, 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 listen. If this, you, J if JBM believe, agrees with me, I feel like this is insane. I believe that the Bible is everything you said for this heaven and earth. If this is destroyed, then I don't think that that is true anymore. Yeah. I, it I has to be, I, though, because the Bible says that it is be. a perfect, complete word for mankind. Right, yes. but this, everything's destroyed. You start again. <laughs> why would you have the same exact document? I do because think well, I agree because, be well because John, would... because if you're taking it as literal, then John is seeing the new earth, which means that John exists within the old earth and the new earth, which means that the current law has to apply to the next law. I agree with that. What? That's right. What, I, I think that's good. I think that's a good point because he saw no, that. No, you guys have earth. lost me here. Like, <laughs> I think I do agree with Walker more in that. Like, I'm not into limiting piano man. I, I do Dude, think Keanu Man is literally changing Paul into a skeptic. skeptic no, 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 A no, realist, no. Okay. a theorist. You mean <laughs> no. a theorist? No, listen, it has nothing to do with with theorizing. I'm really not interested in all that. I just am uncomfortable with limiting what God can do in any way, really. Um, and so when you when you I talk about that. there's no way that God could. Um, when you talk about there's no way that there could be life I don't think he means the there's no way I think he means yeah. that he doesn't believe that God has done that well yeah think, that's, that's, a that's a different that's a different thing that's a different thing but it, it definitely is a possibility that God has done almost anything <laughs> I mean yeah and the, and the new heaven and new earth I again I sort of apply the same thing it's like I uh it definitely has a certain spiritual meaning that I would feel comfortable with teaching, which is that we'll have a new existence, but it could mean, it could literally mean what Walker's saying, that there will be a new rock. I kind of don't think so because it, it doesn't make sense even on, on the level of the simulation theory, because if, if it's a simulation, then the rock we live on now isn't even real. So, uh, I mean, yeah, how does it make it not real? I mean, in, in that, like, it is not real in the sense that we think of it as being real, as, like, formed over um, for, formed over time. All right, people are getting bored. We we can talk about some of this stuff more next week. Okay, real not, quick, I will I think. Really, I, think I mean, I'm not getting bored. I love I think it's a great. I, I think it. it's a great question, Paul, and I think we all yeah. are doing a great job trying to explain it. But I will say I think we should study the people that don't understand it, like myself, simulation theory, and then needs <laughs> to kind of review a little bit more of the uh, context itself and maybe Word. come back to it later. Am I am I right yeah, with everyone yeah, yeah. there? As long as I can open your eyes to different thoughts. The whole reason that this came you up was because do. of a sermon. You always do. Piano it was because man. of a sermon yeah. that someone did take it literally, and I was like, if you're going to take yeah. it literally, then you have to say that we. You have to agree this can't be the first time it's happened, or you can't assume this is the first time it's happened. If you're going to take, I it do literally, agree with that. It's got. I do agree with that. It's going to happen right. again, <laughs> and again, and again, infinity. Yeah. All right. Well, it would have been. It would have been good. It was the podcast that never happened. RIP that con that lost conversation. But, I can't believe uh, we seriously waited like two weeks to have this talk because of all the things that have happened. We finally have it, and it's. <laughs> I'm hurt. It I'm would hurt be on the first it, episode too. It's a perfect pilot what episode of hey, the what podcast did think, about nothing. What did y'all think happened when I was like threw down my headphones and walked away? I thought you might when have a medical emergency when, of some kind. So or your when dog you did so, something really bad. Yeah, I thought so you were watching you the Georgia Tech game at the corner of your eye and something happened. Man, that was, that was yesterday, yeah, up on and Google. it was bad. Yeah, it was awful. So when you, so when you the, first got up, half I thought maybe something like that, like you saw something or heard something and you like didn't, you were just having a reaction. But when you slapped the wall, I was like, I literally thought, I, I bet we're not recording. Like, <laughs> it was so... All right, so it is, so it is now time for, I guess, our last segment. I mean, we're, or I guess we're still trying to do segments like this is Go. a real thing. 
I would. I was just hoping we could just screw around and talk about how everybody has coronavirus in the in our government, and then uh, and then uh, we could maybe uh, talk about I don't know. Antifa shot a, a Trump guy in the head. Oh, not politics, today. man. Let's go back to Queen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's go back to Queen. Uh, I'm tired of. Man, there, I'm done. Were there with no Queen, good the questions submitted to you? Okay, here's a good question though. Here's a good question that maybe Midnight Mark can take off on. Who? This is something I've I've been. Um, this is something I've been thinking about. Who is the better songwriter, Dylan or Hank Williams? Tom Waits. Okay, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> if you're not capable of this binary choice, no, I love Tom Waits, but uh, but I'm saying like, I, I love Tom Waits, uh, but I'm saying like leaving him out of the discussion, like who who is the better lyricist, Bob Dylan or Hank Williams? Because I feel like I used to tell everybody that Bob Dylan was the greatest songwriter of the 20th century, but the more I listen to Hank Williams, the more I'm like, no, I think it was actually Hank Williams. Uh, and he just doesn't get any credit because all of his songs kind of sound the same. But I feel like probably like line for line, the best uh, songwriter for my money. So Maybe I've got no I dog know. in this fight because I don't yeah. listen to either of them. So uh, y'all can take it away. <laughs> I think if you listen to the song Desolation Row and you still think that Hank Williams is a better lyricist, then... Bob Dylan, then I mean, you can you well, can argue you can argue the whole without Hank Williams Senior, there is no Bob Dylan because he kind of created that Western folk style of writing. Right. But I mean, I, but Desolation yeah. Row lyrically though is very maximalist. Like it's it's like eleven minutes long and it's a ton of words and long lines. Whereas Hank Williams is almost always going for like brevity, simplicity, and like he achieves that like pretty perfectly every time, I think. So like I think it's just a different effect that they're going for in some cases. But then there are times when Dylan tries to go for that brevity thing too, and he doesn't do it as well as Hank Williams, I think. What does Piano Man think? Or is this a bad question? I don't know. I, maybe I'm the only one that likes songs. Tom Waits. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm just kidding. This, uh, it, no, Jake, uh, it's not Martin. our first pod question because we didn't get the first pod questions in because we didn't record. Chris so. Martin is the greatest lyricist of our time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Ed man. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yeah. I mean, on the on the binary, what you're saying. Sam Smith, under- who is yeah. Sam Smith, non-binary yeah, if, human being. If I had to pick between well, the two, I'd pick Bob Dylan. Okay, but I don't have a good answer. I will say, so I will say, though, like, and in, in this is, this is, this is kind of the reason why I think it is Bob Dylan, because if you look at it, there are people who do Bob Dylan songs better than him because yeah. his music, you know what I'm saying? Like all around the watchtower is a great Bob Dylan song, but you know who did it better? Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Jimi like, Hendrix, obviously, you know, yeah. like Jack White all, does a good it, cover of a Hank Williams song. Yeah. There are lots one? of good covers of Hank Williams songs too, but it's not, there's not, quite I just mean cover. like if you remix it and turn like, again, using that same example yeah. all around the watchtower it's a completely different song when Jimi hendrix does yeah. it. it's not even close to the same now a song like to make right. you feel my love it sounds exactly the same garth brooks to bob dylan but not yeah. but like certain ones like that um um a hard rain is gonna fall same thing bob dylan's hard rain and the other one um that is i can't even remember who's done it the one it's a hard rain you know it's a completely different style. So Great the fact that, Bob that again? can you do that again for me? I don't know. Yeah. So the fact that you can take Bob, to, like, that's why I think Tom, that's why I said Tom Waits because like Tom Waits is awesome. But like, like listen to the, like the blind boys of Alabama's way down in the hole is way better than his version of way down the hole. Like, and it's completely yeah. different. So, I mean, is Tom Waits yeah. ever going to make a new album? Midnight Mark. No, why? Why did? Why does he need to? He's really old. I mean, I guess he doesn't sing. need to, but I would like him to. All also, right, you've been so ki- I'm going to yeah, cut in. I'm going to cut in. Do it. I'm going to cut in between these guys. I, I actually made a, a a question to preach 
uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I yeah. guess, when we were first doing this. Probably, and, probably and, forgot and it's it not, already. it's, it's not, it's not a political question, but I guess it, it is a very thought-provoking question, and it's something that I've been thinking about, especially since a couple of weeks ago, uh, Juicebox Magoo sent out a uh, text about the Remember the Titans. Great movie, correct? I think we all can agree that Remember the Titans is a fantastic movie. Great, uh. Uh, great morals, just a great, you know, uh, great word of thought for everyone to, to keep in mind um, about racism. But I do think since then, other movies have come out that aren't along the same lines as, as Remember the Titans and where, you know, Udini is, is brought up. I think that some of these movies and some of these uh, entertainers are trying to push a certain um, view about you know racism that probably isn't unifying as the country so my question i guess just like you what, know black to put... just kidding no, well no i no but well i mean are we talking about black panthers or you know <laughs> the black panther yeah. you know what i mean like i watched okay, the so my no, question is talking this... about the movie black panther <laughs> no i think black panther is a good is a good movie that has good morals but my question is this our movies about kind of com- commie garbage, but whatever. Our <laughs> <laughs> movies about racial differences, good or bad, for the United States, for our country. They're good. Even the ones that push an agenda of violence. Listen, I mean, I think bringing people together. Wait, of violence. Well, me I mean, I, I so. Uh, any Malcolm X, Black Panther movie that, you know, has had people in it who are, you know, prejudiced. What I'm trying to say is today, for me, I don't really want to get into this. I I don't really want, now that we're recording this, I I don't really want to kind of push my my point of view. (laughs) It's a question to you guys. So I think I think I know what you're saying, and I'm gonna compare yeah. it to something I just watched. So I just I'm not gonna I'm not spoiling anything, but I just watched like I just finished uh, the second season of The Boys, and in that show they do a really 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 good job of doing female superheroes and making you feel like super, female superheroes are like awesome, without it being like the MCU where they line up all the girls and it's like girl power in like one shot like the like the women in The Boys. The, they're, are, they're, deve- the, they're developed better than a lot of the men superheroes in that show. And there's a specific scene in one of the episodes where when, they got, when all the women are like fighting together, I looked at my wife and I said, see, this is how you do it. Because it's not like girl power, you know, like it's not this like dumb thing. It's like these are just really well-developed characters that happen to be on the screen at the same time. So like, whereas with, the way the MCU did it, it was like, let's throw all the women together in one scene when they wouldn't necessarily be on the battlefield at the same time, just to get like a headshot of all the women. Like, look at us. We're so good. We have women superheroes. You know what Oh, I mean? you're talking about the Avengers. You're talking about, I'm talking about Avengers Inc. Yeah, so yeah. is that JBM, what you're saying? Is JBM that what you're saying? Man. Yeah. What was Jake's question? And Jake's question is but you're talking about from the race so so he's talking about the race relation so how yeah, so you're Titans... basically saying how you're basically saying how when the Avengers the women were kind of pushing an agenda for women to have women. more of their own like rights which like no women like, look have how cool look how, no look with, how great yeah, look how not, great we but, are for having women as but super civil right. rights and, and women rights are definitely I feel like more prevalent today than ever so why even push that agenda when they they have the same rights as men i mean right again i, don't I think what, but give, what you're saying I, what I you're saying is, is think, remember yeah. the titans does a really good job of doing civil rights without pushing like uh like a white hate agenda right yes like yes some other movies push civil rights where it's white man bad black man which good. which brings right. me to the to the point where where black people could watch these movies and think this is how it used to be this is this could be how it is still today bringing up bringing up these thoughts to them where i 
again, I don't know because I'm not black, so I can't say that these that these uh, that racism and discrimination still exist because I can't say that it does. But what I can say is, are movies that push that agenda good? Are movies that show the past good for people of color to watch and maybe get upset about and kind of revolt, maybe like they are right now? Jake says, don't let people of color get the wrong idea. Okay, so you're talking more like the movie that can help. Okay. <laughs> JB, um, I, I, I am of, um, of the opinion that any movie that is made that is based on historical fact is, in fact, a good thing. Uh, unless it yeah, grossly misrepresents good, yeah. something. But, but I think that that is good. Now, I don't know about like dystopian futures where or like alternate universes where things are different or the other way around i i don't know that those things are good like the the movie that came out the hunt or whatever about the liberal people that hunt like trump supporters like i don't think awesome. that's good um, i thought that looked awesome it looked like a right-wing movie no yeah i don't know i'm still confused because i feel like the original you question think- was uh, whether or not unity in movies was a good thing, but then it turned no. into no, should no, like no. white people be portrayed as bad in movies? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, no. It's more or less, you know. Okay, and I think Travis actually brought a, you know, kind of said something that you know made sense to me. Um, bringing up past history of, for for example, the Nazis, right? Like. You know the Nazis were awful, and I don't think Germany really wants to be associated with with the Nazis at all. You know, but the fact that they still produce movies where they show these historical, um, I guess, bad things that happen is good for us as a, is a good thing for them to do because us as a society needs to see that and realize that we shouldn't we shouldn't even think about going back to that at all. Like period end of story. I want peace and unity, so I do think that showing movies of you of that, like Remember the Titans, is a good thing to do, rather than showing movies where it pushes, I guess, hate and racism. Oh, do you think like Man in the High Castle, a movie about like the Nazis won the war, or a show? Do you think that's bad? Like so. That, so HBO was going to create I a series called Confederacy. Peace and Unity is good. What? Well, like, so HBO was going to create a show called Confederacy. Anarchist. Oh, no. I want to go back. I want to go back to Paul's comment. What does that mean? What did Paul you don't say? I, mean, I don't think the federal government exists. Good. So, I mean, you do know who Jesus Christ was, right? <laughs> you are a preacher, Paul, right? I but mean, peace, peace and unity is, good. is a bad thing. Peace is good. Political unity is not good. I would say. What? Political unity sounds a whole lot like communism. I completely mixed there up. There shouldn't what even you were be saying politics. about like the whole Black Panther thing. By the way, I thought I thought what you were saying was is that a movie like Remember the Titans is good because it shows civil rights and race relations and that kind of stuff, and it's not. It doesn't push like one specific thing it just shows history and how it can be a good thing to unify whereas like some other movies basically are like you know some you know certain people are just evil like i don't i don't know i don't know how i feel about that you know what i mean so i i think i get what you're saying so Let's but just, I mean, okay, if, for example, if, I, I've never yeah. seen them. I have not, I've not seen a movie like this, um, and, and I'm sure that there are movies. I think that this new movie that's coming out um, about the Black Panthers could could be with what like what I'm describing. But let's just say a movie comes out, or there is a movie where it, ta- where it shows, and I mean, there's plenty of movies that have this, where it shows uh, people who discriminate against uh, the black people in, in, in a racist w- with a racist um, agenda right and people that watch this movie so I guess you could look at it in two different ways so people that watch this movie could think I never want to go back to that and I never want to treat people that way or people could go in and watch it and say 
wow, I can't believe people treated me that way. For one, I want, you know, reparations. But for two, I want people to know that, you know, that this is wrong and I'm going to fight when there's nothing to fight about because I don't think that racism like that exists anymore. It's putting something into their head that shows how it used to be and that people might think that that's how it still is. Does that kind of make sense? If Does, a movie you kind makes you of think yeah. it's reality, though. Movies I, do I that, have... Walker. Piano Man. That's what movies are for. To make you think it's reality? To, well, to, I to don't watch the Avengers and I'm like, oh, that's real. Historical movies. Yeah, yeah, but I, not, when I watch no, a historical well, not, movie, not I don't the, say, oh, that's still happening. The, I don't watch a World War II. But, okay, listen, I don't, but the morality I don't watch, behind it. I don't watch a World War II movie and I go, oh, that's still happening. Midnight Mart, go, Travis has passed out. I mean, uh, GBM has passed out. No, never mind. No, no, but, like, why can't you watch a movie of a historical event, event you, and not realize that that's not happening? Right, you can, so you can't your help. theory, that's what I'm saying. Your theory you is that, like, Most people, a black person can watch 12 Years a Slave and be like, oh, shoot, are they still doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not quite that far back. <laughs> but that's kind of... What you're saying? I think that like okay. Well, that's we my question. Be... Is that the case? Does that happen? If y'all disagree, no. then great. I okay. Then that's yeah. okay. Then that's well, I know. I think, I think like, I, like I, so I personally don't like Spike Lee, but I thought the movie Black Klansman was pretty good. So I mean, <laughs> so no, I would disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I I think that like I think you got to take every movie on its merits. I do think that the thing you're describing, Red, does happen, where like there are some movies that are very invested in sort of digging up old grievances historically. But I also think we got to be careful about like, or I try to be careful about like trusting that like yeah, like a lot of people are dumb, but I mean, people can watch most people. I think like Walker, I think was I mean like Piano Man was saying. I think can separate a, a movie from their reality. I mean, obviously sometimes pe crazy people can't, but I, I, but I mean, I think generally um, if people are, if people are like socially upset um, and sympathetic with causes like the black Panthers, it probably has to do with things besides just like the kinds of movies that they're watching. Like that's a good one. I, I, I agree with you into that ideology. And yeah. maybe they have had some sort of discrimination against them, and that kind of just, you know, intensifies what they've right. been through before. I, I can see that. I, I really can. And yeah. I'm not trying I to mean, say that these movies are bad. I'm just asking to see what your opinions are and, you know, JBM. change my mind. On, on a related note, uh, some guy watched The Dark Knight and then went to a theater dressed like he was the Joker and started killing people. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Violence in movies have gotten out of control. I got do a question. You, you that think I there's a, do you oh. think there's a, a correlation? You're one of the people I, that believes that there are a correlation yeah, between yeah, violence and violence violence in movies and violence in real life. I'm I'm asking I'm not like accusing you, I'm asking you that. Are you talking to JVM? I was I'm talking to, make to a joke you. Oh, I okay. <laughs> it was a Whatever. real joke. I want a new question from, from Piano Yeah, Man. obviously, I said I said most <laughs> people. Most people can separate a movie from reality. Obviously, sometimes people are crazy. I got a question that I know for a fact will wake up Juicebox Magoo over here. All right, let's do it. All right, assuming that the New York Times report was correct from a couple weeks ago about Trump's tax returns, would it be – assuming it's a correct, I know that it, it could – not be, but assume that as a baseline. Is it okay for Trump to have paid nothing in taxes for 10 of the last 15 years and barely paid anything the other five years? If I could do that, I would. Yeah, okay. But do you think it's fair? I think unless he broke a law, I think it's totally fair. I think fair is overrated. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I think if he did something illegal, that's different. But I also feel like if he did, the IRS would be all over him right now. So, can, yeah. can I, can, well, can I ask a question about that? 
Why is it that they are? So why are they making it? So why does the media make it seem like the fact that he's not paying taxes to the last 15 years a bad thing? Shouldn't their spin be the reason he didn't pay 10 to the last 15 years is because he's a, he's actually a bad businessman that loses money. Shouldn't that be their spin? Yeah. I mean, that would make more sense, I think. Well, I guess maybe I should phrase the question a little differently this time is, do you think it's fair that he pays less in taxes than you do? I don't, I don't look at it straight across like that because like, yeah, on it, on its face, it would certainly feel that way. Yeah. Income tax. But he pays he pays more taxes. We're they literally are just talking about income tax, and people in Texas pay less income tax than I do, because yeah, there is nothing. no income tax. Yeah, exactly. So there should yeah, be no income tax. There no, was no is, income tax until his, like the forties. No, but this is his federal. Um, which so he paid pays. nothing in taxes, like you're saying, not even income. I didn't look at it. I haven't looked at it. It was I his federal tax less. return, not his state tax return. But he paid nothing in federal income taxes or like seven. Well, yeah. Well, didn't the Times yeah, also yeah, have income. within that same article? Didn't it also have in there where he had paid like twenty-four million dollars one year and thirty-two million dollars one year, but then at the end of the year he wrote some things off to get credits. Yeah. Something similar to that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I have I have no problem with it if. I mean, literally every year when I go to my tax guy, I just like start making stuff up to see if there's ways we can save money. I'm like, well, what if we did this? And he's like, well, that would be illegal. And I'm like, okay, well, what about this? I mean, everyone tries to pay less, but you would anticipate that if someone's a multimillionaire, that they would pay more than you, even if they tried to find loopholes. So is the real not question real that estate. we we literally not just need really to change estate. our tax estate, reform yeah. so much that someone like Trump can't do that, but we right. do it. Right. I think yes. I think that would be fine. But yeah, I, mean, like, I think it exposes a problem within the tax system. Yeah. I just don't think there's anything wrong with it, it as long as it was legal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I do. Yeah. I know. I really do I, think. I, I think. I think. I think the federal government should look at Trump's last 15 years and say, "How do we make this not happen for the?" Because not just Trump that this happens to. Trump's not the only billionaire. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Well, I think should, that was the. I think that was the point Ann Coulter was making when she was like, the the standard Republican take on this shouldn't be that Trump is smart. Like, like it's not that like he is, you know, he took advantage of all the tax uh, that he taxed the liability or uh, write offs that he could. But it's like uh, there, the, the average person uh, is going to be like, why can't I do that? Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is I did hear lots of Republicans make the same argument that, Zach made is like somehow if you pay less in taxes that makes you way smarter of a businessman so then when he comes out and says he actually paid a lot in taxes are they going to make the same argument and say oh he's a terrible businessman because now he paid such and such dollars in taxes Right. because that's what you'd have to say if your argument was he's a good businessman because he didn't pay taxes makes sense so Zach well, you're willing to say that willing to I mean I don't think he heard what I said. Yeah, no, I, I, I no, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I think Trump should pay more in taxes, but that is literally not, not even remotely a reason why I wouldn't vote for him. And yeah. I think that, I think that the one thing Trump will never do is say, hey, this is a problem, we should fix it, because, you know, the one thing I do believe one of the criticisms of Trump is that like he he's he's not going to change anything that government that hurts him financially long term. Can I ask I really uh, Piano Man something? Yeah. Are you do you want to be more like Trump and not have to pay as much taxes and find loopholes to defeat, you know, paying taxes? Or what's the alternative? Paying taxes. Yeah, I'd rather not pay taxes. Okay. <laughs> but I don't think so it's fair tr- that somebody who makes if, way more than if, me pays less than me. But which I will say question. this. If if Trump did find a way to legally pay less taxes... Than me? Than anyone. Legally. Then he is just a genius. If it is illegal, then I will definitely well, he's not say... a genius. He just has a good accountant. Yeah. Okay, well then he has a good accountant. Yeah. But I will say yeah, that if I, I don't think illegal, Trump's out here doing his own tax returns. 
Well, no, yeah. but I will say that if it is illegal, then it's, you know, it's wrong and he should, you know, he should be charged for that. I mean, I also am the person who thinks that it's like the dumbest thing in the world that like Kamala Harris thinks it's like a badge of honor that she paid like 30% of her income in taxes. Like that to me, I'm that's like, what everyone does. Though. That's yeah. the dumbest thing. Like, yeah, but I if mean, you, that if, is, if any of us can find a way what, not to, yeah, then exactly. more power to them, you know, like, yeah, geez, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why we're flaunting that. Like, or we could, yeah, or we could uh, all be like John McAfee and uh, leave the United <laughs> States because we just don't feel like paying income tax and just troll in international waters for the rest of our lives. As a society, this doesn't necessarily have to mean politically. It could, I guess, if you wanted it to. Stop but as right a society, society. No, on a scale from <laughs> one to ten. Uh, one being, well, let's say on a scale from one to 10, where, where are we as a society on one to 10, one being it's 1776 and we just founded the country and 10 being 2019's film, the Joker. Uh, I don't want to be more similar to 1776 than, <laughs> Oh, you're just talking about in like, uh, Anarchy and just morality and policing what, and what is our country more like? If that was a scale, where do we fall? Well, there's a lot more too much freedom in both of those scenarios. Yeah, I, don't, hmm. I mean, I would, I, I would know. We're, we're definitely then. not. Yeah, I'd say more in the middle because we're way, we're we're way far government. away. Right, Are you like trying Joker, to say Joker that? Is, yeah. Are you trying to say that? Are you, are you trying to say the Joker or are you trying to say the Dark Knight Rises and, and Bane and how the people like are are like in their own little uh, their own little society of just I mean, they're I mean, I feel like that's, they that's along they the way, right? Go work or go, go outside. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like being that. controlled like, by an outside entity, yeah. like our anarchists, like COVID. Right? Okay, yeah. I mean, so I think COVID that could be that could be on the journey. Because, like, you think about the journey of a civilization, the beginning of it and here was, hey, everybody had freedom, but they were responsible enough, for the most part, to accept it and the responsibilities that came with it. And then by the end, after there is war and after society is torn down, you have... Rebuild. Yeah, but it's just like a frantic freedom where everything is totally nuts until it all settles back down and you get to start over. Well, if that's your question, then I'd say it's like eight out of ten. That's what I'm saying. That's... Okay, and I get your question. And let's just say it is an eight. What are you saying? What are you saying is going? What do you think is going to happen? In your opinion, and I honestly think I know your 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 answer because you said it in 2030. We better have plenty of land right by 2030 <laughs> well I, I i don't know if it's that soon someone told me a specific year i have no idea i i do think that no sure does i think <laughs> by the time we're dead that we're going to i don't know it, the united states is going to look a lot different than it does now like uh i think we'll have city states like all over, kind of like we were all texting about the other day, where you have communities of people and you find the one that you know you more or less identify with the most, yeah. Uh, for a sense of community, and I think that we'll have like hundreds of these city states across the country, and there will be pockets of conservative people and pockets of crazy people, and like we had talked about with like pedophilia and stuff like that. I think that's where we're headed. I don't know when. I'm not saying it's in yeah. 10 years. But I think I'm we're headed say, there. I'm going to say I think uh, Texas is going to be a well-run, uh, self-sufficient nation. I think California is going to be a really crappy one. So, <laughs> Why are you there then, Preach? <laughs> I'm getting out soon. I'm getting out soon. Can I make a crazy statement? This is like yeah. Juice Box Magoo level crazy. Yeah, I think Trump go. will be the last president. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was that thinking about that today, story. as a matter of fact, Walker. It's definitely I not think, impossible. 
after I saw all these people come out and cheering love you at him, did y'all see that? No. So he did another rally at the White House, mind you. And apparently he has COVID, but all these people are out there and they start chanting, we love you, we love you, we love you. And he's like, I love you too. Like I could see, I could see Trump trying to go for a third term. I could see it. Yeah, that's not oh, really he, what I meant. He probably will. And that's not what you, Walker meant either. Wait, what? Are you, you saying mean? the system of like checks and balances is just going to crumble? Yeah, I already gave you guys this theory. It might be on our one of our mini episodes. I don't remember, but I really don't think that. Um, oh, you Supreme think like court, Nancy Pelosi is going to rule? No, I, I don't think the Supreme <laughs> Court. Yeah, if Nancy Pelosi is the one ruling, that's how you know it's over. Let me ask um, you guys this question. What so, would it take? Well, hold on. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? Mark just loves Mid- to start talking Mark. in the middle of my sentence, like every time. You're like halfway done with your question, and, and he's like, all right, yeah, let me ask you this. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, piano man, piano man. Yeah, well, I really don't think that the Supreme Court replacement is going to get, like, accepted. What's the word? Confirmed? Yeah, confirmed. And I think there's going to be this huge ballot deal. Like late ballots going to come in. The Supreme right. Court's going to have to decide the election. And it's going to be a split court. And No, like, it won't. Isn't it right now? It it's isn't it right now? Um, there's six. It's four to Four I to promise three. You it's going to be no. split. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, you're right. They're only, they're only, yeah, yeah. There are only eight justices, and it could very easily be a four four split. It could very so then, easily be a five three liberal leaning, too. It could, but it might not be. It will be a four like, four. It would probably be a four four, like I would think. Um, and if that's the case, it would be Nancy, the, correct? No, I don't get why. It would be Nancy because no one. Well, would if that's be voted the case. In. The yeah, House of Representatives. That's the case. They well, decide, she, right? She would definitely try to seize as much power in that case as possible. Well, yeah, but if you but, think about it, if if the court decides and the court literally cannot decide, then when his term is over, what happens? That's my point. I think I right. think like literally at that point, Nancy Pelosi would just be in charge. What? How is no, that? She works? wouldn't just be in charge. She's third I, in line, and the first two dudes' term is over. Yeah, but they no. can't say it's over because they haven't decided the next one. Like, it's just like chaos. No, I think, but doesn't it actually go to the House of Representatives if the Supreme Court uh, can't uh, make a determination or tie, or if the Supreme Court ties? I think Mike Pence gets to decide. <laughs> I wonder who he'll decide. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I, I, but But in that scenario, though, you could very easily see Trump just saying, nah. I'm not giving it up and you can't make yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Legally. And then it's just and serious chaos. And then, like, he basically is just president if he wants to be. Like, at that point, it just comes down to who, who, who are the, who's like the army behind. Like, well, well, that's a good point. So it I might mean, be closer than we thought. I mean, it could be. I'm not saying it isn't. It could be. Yeah. If this know. happens, then we're going to be a 10. From Travis's original question. Yep, and we're not that far from it. That was why I asked the question. We could also, but I mean, dude, that's a lot. Probably, oh, this is. This is what I'm saying. At the same time, it's but it's much more likely they're trying to defund the police. So, no law enforcement either. This is gonna be no. There'll be federal. There'll be like federal law enforcement. It'll be Trump's It'll police. Be nuts. The military yeah. police will come in. It's horrible. Everything about it is terrible. I think no, it's good. It's probably just gonna be President Joe Biden, guys. I hate to say it, but no, not not if it's gonna be mail in and everyone claims fraud everywhere. I'm telling you. Yeah, but well, we'll we'll, just well you're gonna no, end up with places that literally have like more people vote than live there. And yeah. <laughs> then they're going to say it's illegitimate because that happened in Detroit yeah. last year or in the last election. Like you're going to have that more and more regardless yeah. of who's cheating. If the Republicans are trying so to do use you think, cheat do you too. think Trump is planning on just 
because they've made a point of this in the media of asking him if he would commit to the peaceful transition of power. And I get why he's answering the way he does. But do you think he's literally just planning like I'm not going to con- give up – like I'm not going to contest the election no matter what. Or I'm not going to give – Like I'm he's not gonna going be, to – Like do you think like he has in his Scarface, head, I'm just, just going to say up in I the win White House. no matter what happens. Yeah. Midnight Mark? No, no. He just – he just popped a thing up on like with our time. I was just like, right. Kind of. Now you had a question gotcha. earlier though. What was your question? You had... Oh, um, I mean, it doesn't really apply to some of our libertarian people, but like what, well, I guess it does. So what makes you want to vote for somebody? So like if you're a Republican on here, is there anything that would make you that would let so uh, let you vote for a Democrat? The reason why I'm thinking about this is like Mitch McConnell is a piece of garbage, but like I don't really want to vote for Amy McGrath, and I and I constantly think all day long like what would it take for me to just vote against Mitch McConnell because I just don't like him. I don't think he's good for the state of Kentucky at all, and I don't really think he's that good of a that good of a senator in general in general. So what would it take for you guys to vote opposite of what you would normally take uh, vote? And I'll start with Walker because he's always up in the air with his vote. I mean, it's just a lot of factors. Typically, my number one for me is the economy. Um, and if I feel like someone's actually has more f- free trade or fairer system than, or I shouldn't really say fairer system because that's relative. Um, but what I think is a better system um uh, then I'll vote for them. However, like recently I was considering voting for Trump because of what the Democrats did during the last four years as the Trump presidency. And I know if he was the president again, I figured they would just totally fall apart because I mean, they already should have fallen apart after trying to impeach him and trying to just, they, they don't do anything productive and I'm surprised people still vote for Democrats. Right. Um, and I, I wanted their demise to be quicker, <laughs> even though yeah. I'm not pro-Republican. But, yeah. All right, Red. What would be a way for you to vote Democrat? Because, I, mean, I mean, you would mostly vote for Republican. So what would make you vote Democrat? I mean, honestly, I never would. Uh, I never would. I, I just, after, after what happened in the last four, I mean, now that I've opened my eyes to politics, and and kind of going along with what what Paul, what happened with Paul, and I'm sorry to steal your thunder, Paul, but after what happened with Kavanaugh, and and what the Democrats did uh, to try to um, not confirm him as a justice, it just really opened my eyes to the corruption that you know that they pursue pretty much, and and the uh, the power that they pursue uh at the same time i I feel like anyway anyway uh i won't get into it i just i don't think i could ever uh push that way and i guess you know just as a typical republican answer um the way that they want to abort you know children um is is definitely just not in my book so if if they ever got away from that stance then maybe i would consider it but at this point so you would vote for a pro-life you would vote for a pro-life Democrat. If you could find one. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I, yeah. And that follows uh, up with uh, the, well, the question I wanted Preacher Paul to ask, the one I that could. I sent you. But. I could, but then again, going along the lines of what uh, Piano Man said, it w- it, they would have to agree with a lot of my stances with, you know, well, do they want, do they push big government? Do they push, you know, more taxes, um, things of that sort. So. That- what that right there is my point, though. What 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 you just said, um, that you'd have to, you know, what if you found a pro-life Democrat? But like, literally, as it stands right now, Bernie Sanders said that if you are pro-life, you have no place in the Democratic Party. So, I mean, I guess that disqualifies me, right? It'll never happen. Well, I mean, that's just something Bernie yeah. Sanders said, but. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, he is a leader of the Democratic Party. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult. 
I, I, I would think it would be extremely difficult to be a pro-life Democrat at this point. I mean, every sing, like basically everyone in the party would work against you at all points because just because you held that one opinion, it wouldn't be worth it. Um, I just yeah. hate the words pro-life and pro-choice because people have different lines of what that even means. But I'm like, yeah, 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 that. yeah. They're stand-ins, but I mean, yeah. You just you say it just to say it so you get somebody's vote. Right. Yeah, I'm sure Trump doesn't technically believe fully in pro-life. I mean, yeah, what does that not mean, that I'm not that I'm speaking on behalf of Trump. I'm not I'm not yeah. his uh What is fully sec- pro-life mean? Press secretary. Well, it's not aborting a baby in any in any way from conception up until birth in my opinion. Word, word, yeah. So okay, so let's do something not about aborting babies at the end of the show. Let's so, do that. Do you have any <laughs> quick uh, takes? Okay, so this comes from Midnight Mark. This is a good idea. So um, if you uh, maybe this is a better maybe this is a better thing than uh, than my question about Dylan and Hank Williams earlier, like. <laughs> Uh, put you okay. Your your singer songwriter Mount Rushmore, like specifically, singer songwriter Mount Rushmore. You get four picks. Midnight Mark, go first. Um. So if I'm making a Mount Rushmore of like who, don't I, explain who, like, it. Just literally singer, tell us know, your four. I'm think, <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm trying to think about it, like, because I literally just this popped up in my head. I mean, probably. Probably Bob Dylan, Tom Waits. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, of singer song, Jeff, I don't know. Elton John, for sure. He was not a songwriter. Th- yeah, him and Bernie Taupin. Bernie Taupin wrote every single song. Yeah, so yeah, Bernie Bob Taupin Dylan, Tom Waits. The musical arrangements. He writes the lyrics. Um, yeah. So what? So you got to give a head for uh, if it's a singer-songwriter Mount Rushmore though. And you Paul McCartney. Give a head for Elton and Paul John Mc- and-, and Elton John, Paul McCartney, uh, Tom Waits, and Bob Dylan would be my four. All right, and then I guess an honorable mention for Bernie Top in there. Uh, okay, so what about Piano Man? <laughs> I don't think I could do it. You could without do making it? a fool out of myself. This is very. This, this is just off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, mine would be like Dylan, Hank Williams, Jeff Buckley, Nick Cave. Those are that's my Mount Rushmore. And yeah, I mean I'm obviously leaving a bunch off, but those are my four favorites. Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's not funny, dude. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, I was, I was I'm serious Britney though. Spears. Taylor Swift is a good singer-songwriter. If it's just songwriters, <laughs> can I put Eminem? Uh, probably, honestly, Billy Joel. And I know y'all make fun of me for that one, too. But Chris Martin. Nah, Billy Joel's got some tight songs. Chris Martin, too. I'm putting Chris Martin. Yeah, that's pretty So Taylor Swift, Billy Joel, Chris Martin, and? Bob Dylan. What? Tom Petty. That's Ooh, a, I like that. It's a good one, dude. All right, JBM, who's your four? I mean, Michael Jackson. Right? <gasps> yeah. Okay. He, did he write his own songs? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, Him and Quincy. Oh, I totally forgot about Prince. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... It depends exactly what we're talking about, singer, singer, songwriter, or whatever. Because like Whitney Houston is obviously amazing, right? Like, yeah. But I'm not saying that's like my favorite music. I don't know. Oh, and obviously, I think who's that? David Bowie. I like him. Yeah, I forgot about. How did I forget about Bowie too? Man, my Mount Rushmore now seems offensive. I mean, I, I don't know. Jeff I just feel like there's a lot of people. David Bowie on. What about Marvin Gaye? Mm-hmm. I don't think one. he's I don't on know. mine. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he would make mine either. But what about what about Anthony Kiedis? I mean, if the if the question <laughs> it's got to be was... on Travis's mind. <laughs> oh, I mean, dude, it... what about Garth Brooks? He doesn't cool. write any of his songs though. Yeah, he didn't. Did write he not write them? Songs, not very think. many of them, though. You know who did though? George Strait. George Strait. Does he? I don't know, but George Strait. <laughs> I think he wrote some, probably, probably more than Garth Brooks did. But but I mean, if Elton John is on. Is that our Midnight Marks list? <laughs> I mean, then... Willie Nelson is great. Yeah, I mean, I, I consider Elton John a singer-songwriter, but, I mean. But he, like, openly about... didn't write any of the songs that are his hits. <laughs> what about Ed Sheeran? We said Ed Sheeran earlier. What about Ed Yeah, and no, Ed Sheeran, it, no, Ed Sheeran's a good one because. What about I mean, Chris Brown? He's a modern-day singer-songwriter. Chris Brown. Chris boy. Brown. <laughs> Jay-Z, dude. What about Jay-Z? <laughs> All right, Red. Who's yours? Who would be? I in have your no top idea. Four? Tom Petty, um, Miley Cyrus, <laughs> Dolly Parton, Cardi B. If Miley writes her own, Miley's pretty good. <laughs> I think we can all agree that part and of the USA. And, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys ever really reflect on the fact that it took five? There were five credited songwriters for WAP. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Five people worked on that song. You you are obsessed. With oh, that. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot one that you ben all Shapiro, yeah. that you all will agree with. Rebecca Black. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, she's got to be up there. One of. All kind. right. Well, I, I think now that we've invoked Rebecca Black, that's officially the end of the podcast because we're. I just like to that. throw a quick apology. For, for not recording the first hour or however long it was, and it was really. Oh, bad. you guys forgot sorry. a good one, by the way, Bob Marley. Oh yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, we didn't. We didn't forget. Three a good little one. birds. Dude, don't hate on Bob Marley. You're just a big whitey. Three little birds. Bro, your favorite. favorite band is Red Hot Chili Peppers, and like, how are you gonna Bob hate Marley on Bob Marley? Has to be one of their biggest influences. What? Yeah. All right. So ever since I saw. What was that one Will Smith movie? The last one I saw, I Am Legend, and he sings. That's the last one. He sings Bob Marley movies, songs in it. Yeah, I've never seen a Will Smith movie since then. It was the first <laughs> movie I ever paid for. I thought it was garbage. It also made me hate Bob Marley in the process. Hey, hey, man! You know I was up in my room listening to my Will Smith CD when I heard all the noise. <laughs> Paul, you want to give a quick shout out? End it out. Shout out to um, shout out to Chris Christie. He may die of the COVID. Um, so hey, don't date the podcast like that. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'm just kidding. Piano man. I mean, it comes uh, back. It comes back. Now someone in the future <laughs> listens to it, they're going to be real confused. Um, yeah. So that's been the Magic in the Attic podcast. Say goodbye to Red Lola Lola to Midnight Mark to Juicebox McGee to Piano Man. I'm Preacher Paul. Peace out. The magic in the attic is back at it again. You're just chilling to the rhythm and then love comes in. Sit right back and just have a good time. Listen to the music and let your feelings fly. Grab one of your friends and just sing and dance, sing and dance till the night ends in sweet romance. Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. Stop now, we're doing this all night long Cause I just want to laugh it all away Cause I get this feeling that it is going to stay
Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time So come play, soak up the sun And think about the things of the day Thinking about you, all that I can Running in circles around and around in my head All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time Trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time.